Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, The Deep Dive, featuring your esteemed hosts, Andy Monitor and Drew Dimzik, powered by Betspurts. Welcome to The Deep Dive. Quarter of the season in the books, Andy. Well, not really, but pretty much. Uh, we have four weeks complete. It used to be the uh, the, the true Does that bother you now? It bothers One me. quarter poll. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I yeah. know we still had 17 weeks, but like, you know, there wasn't, you know, everybody did have their four games and it's not like we had week four bias. Did we? I don't believe so. You truly no, did have was, that like three. We know that teams look. used to look at it literally as how are we, how do we play through the first quarter of our season? You know, like they literally looked at each four games as sort of a quarter. Uh, now it's all, now it's all gunked up because there's 17 games. Um, but you know what it is, man? It is October, which is, is cool. October. It's Brocktober. It's uh, who's the other guy? It's Drew Locktober. Locktober, yeah. It's yes. up in Locktober. Um, no, it's uh, it's October, which means fall classic is in the air. Uh, and I got to hear about your trip to see the uh, your Twinkies who snapped. Yeah, just uh, a pretty ign- pretty uh, pretty igno- ignominious ignominious. What I don't know, whatever that word is. A pretty un uh, un uh, uh, not awesome streak of not advancing in the playoffs, going back a million years. Uh, congratulations yeah. to you and the Twinks. I was struggling to explain this to my 12 year old, like, cause we'll say stuff and she, I don't think she has a good enough grip on like time. Like, Oh yeah. It was when I was young. It's like, no, this was not when you were young. Like you're 12. <laughs> I've been married. Well, I will be, a, I will have been married 15 years next year in June. I said the last game, the twins won in the playoffs. I watched in the commons room at the dorms <laughs> in South Dakota state. I had not even met your mother. We're not dating. We're not engaged. I'm like, I had no, I, I don't even know who I was dating at that point. Probably, probably the crazy one before that. But um, yeah, it's been a long time. And yes, thanks to our friends at Ticketmaster. Um, it's not like I gave them a lot of money yesterday because you don't, uh, you don't make a lot when the tickets are just dirt. That's half the reason I went was like, oh my God, there's like $6 tickets. I mean, I splurged for like $20 tickets. Just to, to sit in your, it doesn't matter how high up you are. If you're in the front row, it, it doesn't matter. You're right on top of it. That's kind of what I like to do is be front row, right on top of like the first or third baseline so you can see the hitter. I prefer, mm-hmm. I prefer first base. I like to see the hitter from you know, the right handed hitters from behind. Yeah, of course. And it, it makes the, because you know how you get in a ballpark, even in football games, the ball looks like it's traveling weird depending yeah. on the angle. Like I hate sitting in the outfield ever because it looks like every ball is just leaving the yard. It just confuses <laughs> me to no end. I get it. Yeah, thanks. Uh, yeah, again, thanks to our friends at Ticketmaster, and I think I already saw an email from them where it's like, "Hey," because you know, obviously, I bought tickets. It's like, "Hey, it's a you should get ALDS tickets now." <laughs> these are these are a thing. I'm like, fuck yeah, like, I might go again next Tuesday. Tuesdays is like an open night for me without football. There's no way that Twinks could sweep the Astros so they don't even have a game in Minnesota, right? So my wife was a little disappointed she didn't come, but she yeah. can't get out. She can't get off work that early for the most part. She asked, she's like, I said, you know, game three. Isn't she is about Tuesday. to go on strike or something? No, she's not union. Uh, oh. they're, they're union up in the Twin Cities. It'd be great oh. if they go on strike. That's good for us because uh, we have to keep pace with the union pricing. So she might. Mm. Last time the union went on strike, my wife just got a raise <laughs> to like keep pace, so they didn't lose people after they ended up, you know, settling their deal. But she she texted me back and I said, I don't know if it'll be the evening game, 
there is another game that day. And she said, I said, the first two will be in Houston. Um, it's best of five. She's like, oh, so that could be the last game then if we win that one too. I'm like, yeah, okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> like, all is, I guess you're an optimist. That's how that goes. <laughs> I will yeah, tell you so this, man. Maybe. Uh, you know what? Dis- you know what comes with uh, cheap tickets? Uh, fans who care. Spend more on the 50 50? No, fans who care. The yeah. atmosphere in that place uh, for game one was awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Playoff baseball atmosphere in general was awesome, but boy, oh boy, did the twin did the twins Twin Cities fans they brought it, man. Um, that was very, very cool. And I think you know, it, it the Pink Hats in, in Fenway after a couple of World Series, it, it just doesn't hit the same as a team that's kind of breaking a streak like that. Uh, and everybody was there with you know thirty dollars tickets. So um, I'm glad you yeah. went. That's cool. I'm glad you took. Your kid. I do. That's I do cool. miss last last baseball thing before we jump into the week. I do miss the Metrodome. It was an absolute dilapidated piece of shit. <laughs> and they had the the long urinal troughs that you had to piss sure. in, like just yeah. your shoulder with some randoms. It was yeah. gross. The place yeah, wasn't you do the run and slip and slide down the urinal. Yeah. But it, the whole place was gross. It wasn't great, but that place was so loud. It was so incredibly <laughs> loud. I went to a playoff games there you couldn't hear yourself talk you know when the crowd got up so i do enjoy the i do enjoy the indoor stadiums but oh man it was like 80 degrees with partial sun it was so oh nice. that's sick that's sick fall fall ball fall classic fall ball so good. super 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 fun special all right well sorry to raise sorry to the all all 2000 race fans but uh they are eliminated rangers move on we got some good alds game they ALDS did not excited, show up in force down there did they no, but how excited! I'm mean, I'm excited for both these series. These should be two good series. Um, let's oh, yeah. talk some football and Thursday night football, which may be the game of the week, right? Oh, Chicago, no. Washington. <sighs> yeah. So, do you remember this chance? Thursday nighter from last week, last year? This is yeah. This is like an. <laughs> so this is obviously an important game for. Aberflus, I guess, trying to keep his job. Although I still have my doubts that the McCaskies would do an in-season firing with, like, what are you doing? Are you, are you so excited about Luke Getzey? You're going to promote him? Like, what, what's the fix here? I think you just kind of hang out with it. But Luke really Getzey still have a job there? Yeah, I guess. This is Did they and, take you know, play calling is, with him. <laughs> they took play calling away from the DC. They quit. We still, oh, that's I, we never got, we never got <laughs> like closure on that. Remember no. that? I don't. I don't no. think we'll ever find out. Some, but no, it's Everflus is like a minus two hundred favorite to be first coach fired. I don't think they'll do it. Um, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you know, teams do change their stripes sometimes if things get drastic enough. Drastic measures. Drastic measures. But um, yeah, the, this is kind of a huge one for the Commanders because it's looked pretty bad at times, and we're on a you know historic rate for sacks for for a guy back there, Howell. They can be three and two here. They're uh, not a huge favorite, but they're a decent home favorite here. Three and two isn't a terrible spot to be in in a very wide open wild card race. Clearly, the third best team in their own division, but this is a team that has a real case to be like the sixth or seventh spot in the playoffs, and that'd be they, you know that'd feel really good to these fans who they got rid of their owner, you know, kind of a fresh start. I'm not sure how that complicates the assumed lame duck coach maybe Rivera just rides off into the sunset kind of thing 
um, you know, behind closed doors or they give them a bag, tell them to leave and promote uh, the enemy if they like that sort of thing. But uh, total's kind of been bet up in this one. I get it. Um, seen some life out of the Bears offense against a bad defense and Howell likes to fire it all over and the Bears don't have any offensive, you know, or excuse me, defensive backs left. They didn't get very good news at their injury reports. The only concern, I said this to someone earlier today, is it's still a Thursday night game. I don't love either coaching staff from yeah. a you know from a game planning standpoint so far. Correct. I'm not so sure we can count on fireworks on a short week from either of these teams, despite the obvious advantages they probably have on the offensive side. I don't I mean I can see myself betting the commanders if I talk myself into it, but other than this, I haven't touched this game. Yeah. Last year's Thursday night special between these two teams finished 12-7. <clears throat> um, and it even that felt flattering if you watched any of that game. I don't know if you remember that one. Um, it uh, And you're, you're right. Uh, Ron Rivera, for whatever it's worth, has always been a little bit underwhelming. I think he's probably one of the worst Thursday night football uh, ATS coaches going who's got like a decent sample size. So I don't know what it is about him, but he does not get his team up for these Thursday short, short weeks. Um, and, you know, Hal not doesn't have a bunch of experience in this spot. Like this is his first Thursday night game, so this is his first short week. Uh, I think you probably keep the playbook pretty simple. I think uh, you let maybe you let Hal do a little bit of you know I, I don't know I, I'm split on Hal. Like sometimes he's shown flashes of like a guy who absolutely belongs as a starter and will continue to get better and might even be good one day. Like not a guy that you're dying to replace like many of the other starting quarterbacks in today's NFL, which is a different story entirely. Um, and so, you know, he, he's got like flashes of good, um, but he's also, like you said, he's a sack machine. Uh, Bears don't have a pass rush, so that may not be a problem. Bears don't have a secondary, so guys like Terry McLaurin, who were awesome last week, should be awesome again. Um, yeah, I was going to say, like, fight, fight me on that a little. Like, how does this over get home? Is it going to be uh, – is it going to be just like a commander's route and you get some commander's route from the bears? That's kind that's of where it. that's my, my that's path. It. My most likely path would be commanders. The offense really just does it up because it. the secondary is so fucked. You yeah. said it exactly. Andy, the commander's up by multiple scores at halftime and the bears get some, get some garbage time scores and the rest is history. Um, although, I mean, maybe the bears don't even score in garbage time because, you know, they still have some questions with their own line and this is a really good pass rush. They're not going to want to like take the night off. They're going to want to eat if they can. Um, and, you know, they're rounding into full strength. They're coming off a game where they just went up against the Monsters in, in Philly. Um, this is going to feel very different for them. I don't have any like actual empirical evidence, stats, or data for this. It just feels like a defensive touchdown game. Yeah. You know, maybe not like first score, but like it feels like there's with the pass rush getting to. You know, either they don't really have a pass rush in Chicago, but the pass rush getting to fields and then just kind of the slight erraticness we've seen from Howell at times feels mm -hmm. like there's a it feels like there's a goofy fumble or a pick six in this one. There were at least two um, defensive scores in Bear games, Bears games this season. Three, three, three have had defensive mm -hmm. touchdowns. The Packers did it. Packers might have had multiple defensive touchdowns against them. The Buccaneers like it, yeah, did it. Yeah, it was one at least. The Bucks Buccaneers had the pick six in the middle screen. And then, uh, and then the, the fumble six for the uh, the Broncos last week. Uh, so there's been at least three. What's the fourth game Maybe. I'm forgetting about that Chicago played? I don't know why I'm drawing a blank. 
Yeah, I'm really I'm scratching my head on that. I have not watched a lot of Bears, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> so. Yeah, they lost to Green Bay. Um, they lost to Tampa. Yeah. They lost to Kansas City. Yeah, this City. is week five. Kansas City. Did Kansas City, City have a defensive touchdown? That game was kind of boring. Yeah, that was a No, I think I don't I don't believe it did. Just Kansas City just kind of marched down to a bunch and then sat there. That was the that was the first Taylor Swift game. Yeah, that's right. And there were there were no defensive scores in that one. Although no, forty one points you would have guessed there might have been. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, not no action for me. If you made me bet aside, it would be commanders. Um, you know, it's not a real teaser, but like commanders, money line teased with the over like i used to it's do been, these stupid yeah. side and total teasers on primetime games all the time <laughs> for small money for action and i used yeah. to hate it because i knew they weren't smart but they they seemed to work out a lot and at that point it's like <laughs> did i find something and like don't do you don't do this to yourself Andy. don't don't this is not a you thing. have something here it's not no. a thing uh, I will say that the line has been bouncing up and down around six. Like there's been push pull yeah. here. So people have opinions on this game. I, good luck to them. Um, I, you know, at one point I thought pretty clearly this was bears or pass. Uh, right now I think it's more like commanders or pass, but should the commies really be laying six points to anybody in the NFL? Probably not. Um, so they couldn't get it done against the, you know, the, they couldn't get it against it done against Josh Dobbs who had been in Arizona for half a second week one. Um, so who's to say they're going to get it done against the, you know, the bears. On a yeah, short week, so. so, so yeah, let's, let's kind of contextualize the Dobbs situation because what you said, we'll get to them in a second. I just want to say this quick, like he's been great, especially compared to what they thought they were going to get, but that was rough. It was awful. Like, man. It was, well, it was, it was like, this guy hasn't played with his team for like, he's been here for like a week. You know, it's one thing for, okay, Dobbs is learning the system and he's playing well. Like, the fact that he was just able to waltz in, grab a playbook, uh, you know, go grab a Diet Pepsi from the soda machine, head up to the practice field, play him like a week later, and do that was really something. Yeah. Um, All right, let's keep moving on to the London game. London, England. Um, The NFL did the Bills dirty. They took a home game against the Jaguars, and they've moved it to Tottenham. That would be unfortunate to lose a home game in the blind. Be even more unfortunate if you had the Jaguars in London the week before acclimated to the uh, uh, to the time and the conditions and really given a week of minicamp to prepare for this particular matchup. Um, I am in – I am squarely in the – like this is a situational disaster for Buffalo – uh, you know, camp. Uh, and I'm also not sure that there is six points difference between these two teams in a neutral field. Um, I don't really know where the home field advantage for the bills comes from in this contest. I think this is probably just a straight up neutral handicap, uh, outside of the fact that the bills are traveling for nine hours and the Jags are not. And so this is a pretty straightforward back. The Jags hope that you get their best effort hope that the bills are either impacted by travel impacted by kind of the pomp and circumstance of playing in London, playing early uh, and, and also coming off of, you know, kind of a, a season defining win against a division rival. And now you got to get back up for a game against the Jaguars. Uh, you know, all, all of it to me, I know the bills are playing like nuclear hot right now and they're the hottest team in football. Um, 
but there are plenty of examples in the Josh Allen era where they had three game stretches where they were untouchably good. And then it all came crashing back down. Uh, one of those examples happened against Jaguars, Andy. You remember 9-6? That was such a bad game. <laughs> Weird, terrible game. I So I took away home field. Yes. Obviously. And I looked at these two teams in a neutral. And what I was forced to do with the downgrades to the Jacksonville offense last week, I okay. had this 8.4 on a neutral. Whoa. I think I have Jacksonville a lot lower than people. I was, I was very quick. And I mean, and I'll say this over and over. They weren't any good last week. No. They were just as bad as Atlanta. The they offense were good enough. They, well, they just didn't have the turnovers. They basically did the same thing as Atlanta. They just didn't turn the ball over as much. Atlanta had back-breaking turnovers. Nobody played well in that game. Yeah, I have Jacksonville as like pretty much close to almost to a neutral at this point. So I said, Christ, I can say I can take away. I don't know. Let's take a full point away from them. You know, call it for travel. Give the Jags a full point of home field. I'm still like seven something. I just I I'm willing to I'm willing to pay for the Jaguars to have a good offensive performance against a Bills team that's well coached. Like I just haven't seen it from this offense yet. And I mean, the, the, I was waiting for like honestly, I was just kind of waiting for a bunch of injuries to like talk me out of this, but. I mean, I, I haven't seen it yet besides the, you know, the secondary pieces are obviously in bad shape for Buffalo. Maybe that's enough. I, I, I guess it's a, it's a cluster injury. Even if I move it a full another point for, you know, the white Poyer, Benford, all the injuries there, I'm still not at a spot where I'm, I'm close on this. So yeah, give me, give me uh Buffalo. Prove me wrong. Okay. Here, Here's my counterpoint. You ready? Um, yeah. <clears throat> what you saw last week from the bills was awesome. Yeah. You know, you know what it I know was. What I, hate, entirely, I hate buying it at the top. You know what it was entirely conditioned on? Stefan Diggs cooking some clown. Right? That was the key aspect of that game. Stefan Diggs you're gonna blew try that to, thing up. Yeah. I'm worried you're going to try to make a case for the Jags defense here. But yeah, tight. You know who's, who's been pretty outstanding in coverage? Tyson Campbell. Like that guy can cover. I think he can definitely kind of limit Diggs from being the game breaker here, which makes uh, Buffalo play with one hand time behind their back. Um, maybe the, all of the wrinkles and heavy personnel and the two tight end sets and <clears throat> Gabe Davis's emergence, maybe all of that stuff is, is, you know, comes to fruition in this game and the bills kind of still score into the high twenties, low thirties. But um, I think if you can force them to do it without Diggs, uh, you might have, <clears throat> you know, a decent chance of keeping this Bills team somewhat contained. Um, that's yeah, I, I don't think, I yeah. don't have the Bills. I don't have the Bills scoring a ton here. A lot okay. of this is just predicated on, like, this is a bad offensive line, a bad offensive game plan, and this is a bad team to face defensively. Like, I'm, I'm not super sure we see the Bills go for, like, 30 here. Like you said, so you're it, like it's Jags eight. total team under as is your yeah, real I, I kind of I'm kind of at that too. It's 48 and a half. Sam, Sam's pointing total. this out too. This was another thing. I looked at the Jags defensive numbers. It wasn't was something, I guess. And and I do want to be I do want to be fair to the. It's not like you have two straight home games. It is a little different. Still unfamiliar. You know, the the biggest difference obviously is the time acclimation. Fuck, they're not even at the same stadium. 
the yeah, la- it's sure. Wembley to Tottenham. It's not like they just come back and all their shit to their lockers still. They still have to go stay in hotels and move around. It's it's still a road game for them as well. No, this is like the, the, mainly the, it's the, the time angle. acclimation thing. Okay. Yeah. But the, it's the time acclimation, but it's also the angle of like Niners going and, and spending the week in Youngstown. Yeah. No, it's true. Like that's right. I gave him a full point for it. I said it's where okay. that's where the full point in travel. Okay. I'm still, I started at such a high number. I'm like, I, I just can't get behind the Jaguars' offense doing anything, and it would it would really be, hey, the secondary is too beat up, and they keep this close. Okay. But yeah, five and a half was short. All right, we're on opposite sides. I like a little debate. Let's embrace oh, some more debate. Embrace us. Yeah, I like it. All right. Uh, no, I wish I wish Lawrence's numbers were impressive too. He's Clearly, he's like a bottom. Third well, his EPA per play is guy. influenced by a couple fluky bad plays and a bunch of drops, so he's going to explode eventually. I know. I, I I'm hate sure doing that. that too, though, Drew. Like, there's so much of that. Where you, do you remember that preseason game for uh, uh, Justin Fields, where he threw like two passes with the air yards combined for like a, you know, a thimble, um, <laughs> yes. and and they yeah. were like two long touchdowns. I mean, the deeper Jordan Love Week this, One, yeah. The, well, yeah, that too. But yeah, the deeper you get into the season, everybody has those, and you almost got to throw them out as noise because everybody's going to have them both ways. You're going to have some yeah. game breaking, you yeah. know. Like honestly, the digs play, like you said, how many times did the same guy miss the tackle on him? I think he beat yeah. the same guy three times. That was embarrassing. <laughs> that was like, that was digs is good. That was. It reminds me of the there was an AJ Brown touchdown where he caught the ball at like the six yard line with five guys between yeah. him in the end zone. He's I had never heard of that of guy before. He's from the coat the the Avoir, the Ivory Coast. Yeah, the uh, Ivory and, Coast. Uh, I'm maybe. sure he wants to go back to Africa after that. Um. All right. The uh, that was that was rough. That guy had the worst day on Sunday of anyone that I saw playing professional football. Um. The uh, yeah. No. Your your point is fair, but the, I guess the my my thought though is that like some of Lawrence's numbers don't look great right now because it is a small sample and because that that shit is in there. And I know, you know I, I thought about that. I'm like, God, even if I upgrade him a bunch, where's that put him middle of the pack? Because he's okay. bottom third right yeah. now. You know, yeah, it, that's fine. It, it, and yeah. I I worry that it's not him. I I, I kind of don't love some of the play calling. I'd love to see that improve. Yeah, Press Taylor's not having a. Not I'm not a, a no, I'm not a press. So I'm not a Press Taylor guy. Yeah. I'm a Drew Petsing guy somehow. <laughs> like, <laughs> All right, let's how, move on. How did Arizona end up with a better offensive coordinator? Houston let's move on to Houston last. So this is uh, this is an interesting one because Houston opened up plus three. It got bet to a There's... pick, and then there was Atlanta buyback. I think yep. the buyback is soft enough that you can't say that there's a strong position out there on Atlanta, although I bet Atlanta in this game. Um, I think that – in general, the market rating these two, two, these two teams as roughly equivalent in Atlanta is noteworthy. This represents a relatively healthy upgrade for the Texans and or a downgrade for the Falcons or a little bit of both. Um, my handicap here is pretty straightforward. Uh, I think it's possible that C.J. Stroud's numbers are a bit inflated by the fact that he's been in a super positive game state two weeks in a row. I think it's possible that Desmond Ritter's numbers and particularly his film look atrocious because he's not a good quarterback on the road. Maybe not a good quarterback at all, but certainly not a good quarterback on the road. Um, So I think there is kind of an avenue here where the Falcons and Ritter are a little bit more comfortable and a little bit more, you know, a little bit more plucky can get out to a lead, play with the positive game state and put CJ Stroud in a position where he's trying to get things done while he is under duress from a pretty, uh, pretty nice little uh, defensive interior defensive pass rush that the Falcons are trotting out there against uh, an offensive line that lost another key piece in Kendrick green. So it's not a 
strong bet for me. This is a hold your nose and just bet a team that absolutely sucked last week. But uh, I think Falcons under three is fine play. Yeah, it depends. And Sam's pointing out it depends how they do against the run because, and I, I do want to push back on this a little. It, Sam says the Falcons have played two great run defenses and are 0 2. They've played two bad run defenses or 2 0. The timing of it, too, is a little where it does feel like, you know, while those two run defenses were markedly better weeks three and four, they were also teams that got to see that team play and like, hey, not only do we have a good run defense, this team is kind of one-dimensional, and we can key in on this. And if we make Ritter uncomfortable and make him try to be the guy and we take away what they're doing well, it's just not going to move. And obviously the turnovers are massive for him last week. I'm pretty much on market for this. I have Atlanta minus one and a half. Uh, it's another one of those where if you're betting the Texans, you're taking them at the peak of their market. If you're taking the Falcons, they've just lost two. You're kind of taking them maybe at, at a bit of a gully, as they say in the big short. So watch that. And like, you, they're, they're in a barranca. There's just a gully. They're it's in just a, a It's the gully. They're in a barranca, a barranca from the LACC. Uh, so it, it's kind of a, it's a tough spot to convince me to bet the Texans here. Uh, but if you needed a tiebreaker, it's coming back from London and playing a game right away. Yeah, that's not great. <laughs> it, it, we don't I, We don't have a huge sample size on that. I think if you actually look at it, those teams did well. But again, it's like a sample of like six games, which is impossible to use that sort of data. I don't love the travel spot for them. And, you know, if if Stroud proves this wrong and he just continues to play, it just doesn't turn the ball over. He has like five receivers that he trusts. They're spreading it around. Every week it's somebody – this offense is probably good enough. I don't know. It's it's not a game I'll, I want to put money on, honestly. Mm. Okay. Uh, I think, yeah, I, I, it's, I probably shouldn't have bet it, but, you know, it's, there's, there's buys. What'd you get? It's Did you get a pick? Yeah. I mean, if you, if you got the best of the number on the Falcons, I, I don't hate, I don't hate that. Like I said, it's, it could go back to Falcons one Sunday. and a half. <laughs> I wouldn't is, be yeah, surprised this is, if this is one. I, I, I guarantee there's people out here that love to, you know, take early numbers and play both sides that have three and pick. Yeah, and that's probably them. true. That's probably true. All right. Um, Carolina Detroit is a fun one. Um, the Lions coming off of an extra, <laughs> Lions coming off of an extra, a week of extra rest, taking on a Panthers team that can't get out of their own way on offense. Um, I, I actually, what's funny is like, you know when you make kind of a really declarative statement about uh, um, somebody being good, right? And then everybody's like, well, what about us? We're good. What about us? We're good, right? Usually when you say somebody sucks or they're the worst, nobody's like, but what about us? <laughs> we suck. Uh, I got some pushback from my rant about the Carolina offense being terrible, being the worst in the NFL on Sunday. People are like – Oh, they're not the worst. There's, there's seven offenses that didn't score a touchdown on Sunday. And it's like, yeah, that's, that's true. I, I Actually, that I got to think about this a little bit. There might be some worse offenses out there. Steelers comes to mind. And Patriots comes to mind. Uh, you know, certainly the uh, you know the mess that's going on in, uh, in New York is <laughs> potentially at the top of the list right now. Um, but, uh, no, the Panthers uh, going up against, uh, uh, you know, Alan, the, the mighty Alan McNeil. Uh, and Aiden Hutchinson, 
uh, best of luck to them. Um, I, I got, I guess I didn't bet this game. I don't know why I probably should have just played the lines. I think coming off of such an emotionally awesome win in Lambo, maybe they just kind of melt and burl this and pull out only enough to win and not cover. Um, but that doesn't feel very lionsy. Um, and so I would guess that this is probably lines or pass. I would guess that this is probably under or pass. I could see like a 40 to nothing type of game here where it stays under 44 and a half. Um, and you know, Bryce Young looks lost. Uh, he's down in the freaking doldrums where it's like, he's like with quarterbacks that never figured it out, uh, among rookies, which is not good. Um, and the biggest laugh of the week, Andy, biggest laugh of the week was when you saw the underdog tweet that says, Carolina aggressively pursuing a trade for a wide receiver one. <laughs> and, and then everyone made the easy joke, the, the fucking, Oh, here's an alley. I'll do the hoop. They should trade for DJ. <laughs> <laughs> but the um, amazing part is though, that they, yeah, they're, they are stuck with their back against the wall with really no capital, no draft capital, no flexibility to go get a wide receiver one. No, I, I don't understand what, what the precipice is like, Hey, we're Owen four. We want to go. We're buyers. just just sort sort it out that whole i don't know that management team there has always puzzled me at times uh i don't know if we love i don't know if anybody loved rule off the bat as a hire like it's it's been a it's been a stretch there since uh it's been a long time since the heights of when cam and rivera were really pouring it on (sighs) remember when this team had christian mccaffrey man feels like a million years ago it does feel like a million years ago i i make this kind of like dead even between nine and a half and 10. I'm really close. Um, it would be lions or nothing because of the offense, there's a decent case and I hate to pile on the team again. And we'll know a little more how they play at home versus somebody they probably should be able to put points on, but there's a case that this isn't even the worst offense in the division. If Ritter looks that bad again, if te- if people can figure you out to be truly one dimensional, you're so dead in the NFL. Atlanta has, Atlanta's getting close to like danger zone on that. Um, yeah, the, the Panthers haven't had a lot of offensive success. And like somebody said in the chat, scoring what they scored on Minnesota, that's very troubling. That's a defense that you should be shredding. That was an over that got bet up aggressively uh, off the early market and didn't come close. There was two defensive touchdowns that Did still not didn't come, come close. close. Yeah. yeah, like uh, it's – you know, at at certain points, it's it's in the bottom five. Like, there's no doubt. It's the New York teams, it's Atlanta, Carolina, and probably the Steelers. Like, there's yeah, there's not a whole lot of offenses worse than Carolina. They're I think they're probably thirty second for me if I went and looked. But yeah, no dice here. I don't. So uh, far, uh, the I don't. Panthers, I don't want to take this under though. I worry about. Uh, well, let's worry about the Panthers' let, offense. Let me tell you defense. about this. You ready? So the Panthers have played three games with Bryce Young, all three dead nut unders. I know it. All three. The only game that went over was the game that Andy Dalton started. All right. The um the other kind of key factor here is the Panthers run defense is horrifically bad, which means the Lions can literally score, get it to twenty eight points, and then just kind of put their hand on the opponent's forehead and hit the cruise control. You hit the cruise control. And wipe out the clock. So, all this said, second half under. It yeah, if there's situationally, if like Detroit has a decent lead, under twenty, under twenty two, whatever, be fun. whatever decide to have there. Yeah, it was it was tough to tell because the first two weeks, like New Orleans and Atlanta, those aren't good offenses. 
but the fact that uh, I'm trying to look what week what week three was there. The Carolina game week. It was Seattle. Again yeah. with Andy Dalton. With Andy Dalton scored. That was that was the Seattle. Andy Dalton game, and that was none where they just kept losing defensive pieces as right. well. But like right. it, it wouldn't I, I mentioned this in the recap after watching the Vikings game. They just they just really went slow. It was a lot of first down run, second down run, third or even just real short. Um, nothing even intermediate at times. It really, when even when they did move down the field, it was very slow, crossing the street a million times. So, I don't know when did what did this open at this total? I didn't really look at this. Forty three and a half. It's been bet up, which I did not get. Awful, awful. Hmm. You know what this feels like, Andy? <clears throat> Twenty to six, which is the line score against the Falcons. <clears throat> Let's go. Tennessee, Andy. You got to read here. I liked this over after it was bet down a little. Yeah, same. I'm still on the bandwagon that the Titans have a good offense. I don't think – I think if they go up against the 49ers, if they go up against, you know, some of these teams with uh, – you wouldn't want to bet this against the Eagles. Like, don't give me a really good pass rush with really good scheme and, you know, good linebackers, but – like uh, against a team that ranks very, very low in basically all the metrics for pressure, for quarterback knockdown rates, for sack rates. If it weren't for the Houston game, they would be dead last. They got to play Houston. They give up a ton up front. They got like six sacks in that game. If it weren't for getting to play Houston in a game, remind you, they didn't win. This, this, I mean, the numbers for this pass rush should be horrid. Forrest Buckner's. Uh, I don't think he even practiced today. That's bad no, sign. He's, there's a he's been banged up badly. There's a bunch of injuries on the defensive side. Um, the Titans are getting healthier, but it's not like they're good players. They're getting back. It's like oh, we got a slightly below league average cornerback back instead of the guy that was his backup. Like it's getting better, but it's still not good. The Colts have been playing quick. The Titans have been playing quicker than expected. And yeah, I was surprised when this came down a little. I make this like 44, 44 and a half. I, Same. I really, I really think, I really think the Titans' offense is going to look sharp here. Uh, it's a road game, but it's still a, a nice indoor game like this. And Anthony Richardson is definitely a weapon. We saw that in the second half. Mm-hmm. No, we agree. It should be forty-four. Uh, I can't nice. really add any notes. Um, over. And I get it. Titans got bet. They might be substantially better. <laughs> uh, and really it's uh, the, the defensive injuries for the Colts are being a little bit underreported. I think Buckner, not right. Pay, could pay? Not expected. Pay? No flowers. Um, flowers is out. Um, there's there. They, they are down. They didn't have a many, good many, one. Many, many men. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't have a good uh, report today. Um, no. Sire Franklin was hurt his That's back. Bad. In the game. He's, he's their second best defender after Shaq Leonard. Yeah, there was uh they lost a cornerback. What am I looking Flowers, at? Flowers, who was five? the best yeah, Flowers, corner. Flowers, that was a uh, ankle injury. Yeah, he was one of their best cover corners. Like uh, uh, they lost a receiver too, which sucks. It's not like I'm really big on Alex Pierce, but and oh, the he's other been thing awful. is Pierce has been. Yeah, it's it's uh, fine. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. Just give the rookie more run. Um, yeah. And it does sound like Jonathan Taylor might suit up. He was a full Ooh. go today. That. I don't always love – I, I kind of agreed with you with your cup take. You were drunk, and I wasn't even talking about Cooper Cup. 
but I still agreed with it. Sometimes just inserting a guy into something that's working is not as great, but it's it's not like this indie offense has been the greatest show on turf right now. Like, sure. fine. It's Jonathan Taylor. We'll, we'll start him over Zach Moss, guys. <laughs> I think that makes sense. Okay. Good, good luck. Under. Uh, G, the G men taking on Miami. Um, which matchup is more problematic here for the Giants, Andy? Is it their defense and their lack of ability to cover against the best wide receiver core in the NFL? Or is it their offense and their inability to pass protect against a very good pass rush? Honestly, the Giants' defense is probably middle of the pack. We've just been put in really weird game states for a few of these games. Fair enough. They don't have a terrible defense. They've just been put in terrible positions. There's a case that it could be as low as 20th, maybe even a little lower. But that said, this is still the Dolphins. This is the Dolphins at home. This is not a good spot for anybody who doesn't have a top, what, 10 defense at least. You've got to be hating life here these fast receivers, this scheme coming off a divisional loss. Like I know that's dumb narrative shit, but man, facing a really good team off a loss is never fun. Dolphins probably come out fast here again. And yeah, I, the Giants just, I think the bigger problem is the offense. Even if, the, you know, no the, question. they're going to be able to get a pass rush. It's, I mean, I know we're missing some pieces in this Dolphins defense leaves a little bit to desire but they still will be able to get a pass rush against these people that are missing. Thomas doesn't sound like that. Was he ruled out already? It sounds like, sounds like it's a yeah. kind of a, I, no. I, I don't know what's going on with him, but it I'm sounds assuming like it's might, a no. It sounds like, uh, it's yeah. yeah. Evan and they lost the two out the, on people. They lost two other interior offensive linemen too, who are not, who yeah. are missing practice. The no, center they, and the guard. Yeah. Schmitz, the center ended up doing something to his lower. I think it was an ankle. And then they lost a guard later in the game. So you could be missing three, against a, a half decent above average pass rush i yeah. think and it's worth noting get, by the way you seen what uh, happened last week the center and the guard that got hurt got hurt on the fourth and one uh oh yeah they, they mentioned attempt. that yeah. they said oh we didn't really practice it but we just threw it out there Good. and it got two of our interior alignment oh yeah the guard drew yeah the guard did get hurt later uh oh he did. Point. it was bellin but you're right there's two injuries bellinger got hurt on that as well okay well which I mean, Whatever the case is, they, they, I don't know how you're protecting Daniel Jones. And I guess here's where my, here's my current feelings about the Giants real quick. You're right that the defense isn't as bad as the offense is right now, but the defense has no ceiling. None. Like they're not, they, they don't have a ceiling where on a given day they come out and they're good because they're blitzing like crazy and they still can't generate pressure and they're leaving their corners on islands and they still can't cover good wide receivers. So literally, if you just kind of come in with a game plan of we're going to get the ball out of our hands quickly to our wide receivers who can create separation, then you win. You score points, you win. Uh, and when you are that solved in the NFL, you are in deep, deep trouble. And until they, yeah, good. Until uh, I'm trying to think of another good example, but outside of the Seattle game, have we seen one of these blitz heavy teams have success with that kind of? Obviously, Minnesota hasn't had much defensive success. Uh, we've seen Tampa do it a little. Um, yeah. Seattle did it differently, though. You know, a, a lot of it was secondary pieces, and they just—I think they knew, like, our secondary is so beat up, we have to, we have to get a, 
a pass rush here somehow with some blitzing. Otherwise, we're going to get beat over the top. But yeah, if it looks anything like last week, and yeah, Brita was uh, terrible. The, the game planning for him was bad. He was much better as a receiver. They got virtually nothing on the ground from him. Uh, Jones got some runs, but after at a certain point, like if you go look at his actual like rushing stats with all the sacks, it was like he had negative forty yards. You know, it's a uh, it was a tough hang watching that game, honestly. Yeah, the the until the offensive line shows a sign of life, then the Giants are cannot. Touch. I hate I hate yeah, I hate that we're at a spot where like Saquon matters. He kind of does because no, he's he's, bust. he's, he's, he's a, this is a bust kind of game because they can't create holes for him. I know, but he's better. He's a little better at everything. Like, and I don't know if it mattered last game with like the offensive lineman out too. But man, you're just getting you're just getting nothing with Burita. Oof, it's it's a it's a bad situation up there because, like you said, I said, hey, the defense is a little better than we think. But I have a pretty narrow band around 15 and 16 as far as how good they are. Like, they're not, oh, they're playing a lot better now. They're a top 10 defense. No, it's like, oh, they're playing a lot better now. They're the 14th best defense instead of 20th. It just it, it doesn't have a, a high ceiling, like you said. So a lot of people making cases in the chat for Dolphins first half. Yeah, the Giants have been the opposite of what we saw from uh, Philly last week year. The Giants' first halves have been real, real bad. I think they've scored nine total points now in the first half of games, and obviously that seems like more than I remember. Yeah, the Dolphins have been pretty fast starters, so I don't hate that minus six first half. I might have a tickle as a uh, tailing the chat play. Ooh, fun! Um, we still haven't really zeroed in on a uh, a secret pod play yet, so let's keep keep uh, keep that mind keep your keep the uh the mind open on what to what to do there i don't think dolphins is one at 30 and a half the mind but, grapes yeah um moving on to new england new orleans my primate brain said hey go bill belichick's off the biggest loss of his career go back to the patriots and then i started doing some of the research on the injuries and started trying to figure out if the Patriots offense can score in this game. And every single thing I tried to make a strong case that the Patriots were a bet uh, has failed. <laughs> and the market, I think, agrees as the Saints have now flipped favorite here. Um, the injury to Christian Gonzalez sucks. The injury to Matthew Judon sucks. The fact that Mac Jones bad. has regressed and that the offensive line can't pass pro and that the wide receivers can't separate, all that sucks. Uh, and New England might be a very tough hang for watching football games and betting on teams uh, named the Patriots in the year 2023. So pass for me. Did you get anything on Saints before they, uh, the big market shift here? A little on the under. I think probably an overreaction to the injuries. Like Nobody's better at backfilling than New England. They have a bunch of guys. I mean, nobody's Matthew Judon. And Gonzalez was... Closing in, I think he was third favorite for rookie of the year. Obviously, Witherspoon has took a huge chunk of that equity this week. There's nothing like having the game of your life on primetime. Yeah. That's what you should do if you if you're up for awards, kids. Make sure you do that. That was another. <laughs> that was another. We'll get to that with the Niners here later. But uh, I did have a good laugh at Mike Florio saying, "Game d- defensive player of the year is, is decided." 
Yeah, he's, and then he's he doesn't still, even open the favorite because Jalen Carter has been amazing. No, he's still, <laughs> still, still Jalen Carter is like <laughs> yeah, a, a sizable yeah, favorite yeah. as well. Yeah. Which it, it can still change, but yeah, Carter is still very much the favorite in that. Somebody else moved up. Uh, the safety from Detroit moved up a little. Um, obviously, Gonzalez was up in the market. Now he's crashed, just like Burroughs' number is for everything else. A uh, little on the under. I, I probably a little overreaction to those injuries specifically because the saints have never been moving the ball. Um, they couldn't get anything to Alave last week. Uh, I don't think Carr's right. Carr is not looking like he should be playing, but what's your other option is just go full YOLO with Jameis. I guess it'd probably be more fun to watch, but yeah. I do believe hundred percent. They're going to go Carr again. He's not healthy. He's not ready to go. He's still hurting. That AC joint sprain like that is a bad injury. Like yeah. He's 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 pulling the Stafford shit we used to get where it's like yep. Stafford's playing and then Stafford would go out there and just play like garbage. Suck. It's like yes. it's like why did why did Detroit put him out there in this game? Like yeah. they, they just lost this game. They they might have had a chance with a different game plan of like yeah. Charlie Batchin or whoever the fuck the backup the, was. The Saints had a bit would have had a Batch better chance. Ball. Charlie Batch. It's good. Uh was Charlie Batch the line? Yeah, he was. He yeah. was a Detroit Tiger, Detroit Tiger, uh, Pittsburgh Steeler. Pittsburgh Steeler and a lion too, right? Yeah, he was a lion, yeah. but I, I, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think Carr is going to have a good time against this defense, even with Judon and Gonzalez out, and no. being on the road in New England, and at the same time, the I think we might have been a little hasty to say this offense is going to get better because they have an actual coordinator now. Because it is, it's not been the sequencing, the play calling has been rough. But on top of that, just like Mac is, Mac is not progressed at all. No, and his offensive line's been awful, and his wide receivers stink as well. And the running backs have not really helped. Um, but I will also say, and I mean, this is not making excuses for Mac; he's been awful. Um, I would. Uh, I was hoping nobody would call me on this. I know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they just missed each other by ten years. Sliding doors. Um, the uh, the I, I agree with everything you were saying about Carr. I think um, the Saints probably would have had a better chance just having Taysom Hill under center last week. Um, yeah. And so I that's why I didn't bet the Saints this week, really. It's just that I think there's a chance that Carr needed – I thought Carr needed three or four weeks when we heard about the injury. And so him starting, I was like, oh, I guess that we were just misled. It's not that bad. And then you watch him play, and it's like, oh, no, it is that bad. They should have not played him. And I think that probably still carries through through this week. Um, and it's what's even worse is that, like, the Saints offensive coordinator and head coach are out there now doing deflection on, like, their scheme. And they're like – you know, people are pushing like, why aren't you? Why aren't we pushing the ball now? Why aren't we using our wide receivers? Why aren't we being more aggressive? And it's like, okay, well, you want if you have a hurt car, now you're going to push into that direction all of a sudden, and it's not going to work. Like they, it feels like they are kind of lost uh, as a coaching staff in New Orleans, and I think they're going to probably underperform what their true rating ought to have been for the season when it's all said and done. Um, but that said, I, I have no uh, no interest in betting either of these teams in this game, even though. Yeah, Belichick yeah, is coming one of off my, his worst losses as a, as a head coach. Not one of my uh, stronger angles, but I I make this like thirty seven <laughs> under. Yeah, yeah. So That's I did I did idea, play man. I did play some under here. Which team total under do you like better? <laughs> Out of curiosity, I mean the Saints actually have offensive weapons with Alave and Kamara, and I mean, like you said, the wide receivers are doing nothing 
as far as favors for Mac Jones. They spent all that money on tight ends a couple of years ago. That's not coming to fruition. They, you know, they, they went and got, they liked their running back and then they brought in a veteran. Neither of those is turning out that well. Just nothing is turning out well for this Patriots offense. Okay. Patriots team total under 20 and a half is in the queue for it's in the potential queue. secret pod play. Let's move like on. It. All right. And then, yeah, before we get to the second half, quick commercial break. I've always wanted, I wanted to do that where it's like a real commercial break and it's like, and then we come back. But it's just going to be me saying the Ticketmaster. Because more memories are made when you're there for live NFL action or MLB like I was. You can buy baseball tickets. But it is the official marketplace of the NFL. And, you know, this interactive seat maps, the 365 degree previews, 365 degrees. They're one upping science. 360 <laughs> degree previews of your section. Make sure you have the best view of those pivotal plays in this game. And obviously, you get the mobile app making getting in on game day a breeze. Find your yep. ticket today at ticketmaster.com slash NFL. That stands for National Football League. We're on to the second half of this game. Jameis for just a zappy would at least be fun, Charles. I, I don't know. I'd make that total higher. Yeah, for sure. There's a lot, there's a lot of room for fuckery in that. Um, oh, good good divisional. Okay. This is a, this was one I was kind of looking forward to and injuries and also the Steelers. How are the Steelers two and two, Drew? Explain that one to me. <laughs> uh, they realistically should probably be on four. They should have lost to the Browns. They should have lost to the Raiders. And they definitely should have lost week one and week four. Uh, so that's what Mike Tomlin does, Andy. He plays 500 football. Uh, he coaches 500 football, I guess. Um, I I kind of don't really have any defense for this, so I don't even really want to get into it. But I played the Steelers at uh, a big number. And it's moved in their direction, I guess. I don't know why. It's a lot of points. It's a lot of points, a lot of points. For, yeah. for a Ravens team that – we didn't really get a good bearing on this team last week. They were fine. They played pretty well for how many players they were missing, but they were also afforded basically a positive game script for the whole game. They were afforded short fields. Uh, even when they weren't getting short fields, they were getting turnovers. They were getting you know constant uh, just screw ups by the the Browns, and yes, the Browns have an amazing defense. But even those amazing defenses don't hold up when you turn the ball over that many times. And I mean, what are you going to do? It's it's hard to rate. It's hard to take that box score. Hard to watch that game again and say like, this is what I think of the Ravens at that point. It's really hard for me to get a bearing on the Ravens based on the season. You know, their first game was a rookie's first game. They had this one. Honestly, they might end up in a spot here where they end up with a second straight week where they get a backup quarterback. I'm not so sure Pickett is is going. I I mean, there was a little bit of update, but they said. So originally the report on Kenny Pickett was he'll third, miss time. Third straight week, man. Yeah, they said he'll miss time. Yeah, it's been third straight week. Yeah. He'll miss time, but it won't be season ending. At limited practice today, though. That said, like Fryermuth didn't practice. Leal, they had a bunch of guys out as well. Kind of positive news for Baltimore, but at the same time, it's still just Wednesday, guys. Like limited practice doesn't mean you're playing. There are still plenty of guys like Bateman, it's like, oh, good, Bateman's in. What does that give you? It's not like that. your offense is suddenly fixed. That guy's been stud. They lost um, two corners during the game that yeah. went out. Yeah. Um, that was part of my – There was, 
yeah, the, the safety Worley, who was actually in for Marcus Williams, who was injured, he went out with a shoulder injury in the first half. So they have a bunch of beat up secondary pieces as well. Um, so I don't, I don't know. Like it's yeah. not, it's not a dynamic offense you're facing. But you are still a very beat up team that's heading on the road for a divisional matchup against another good defense. You're right to take that number. That number was probably too big. I'm gonna look. I didn't. I wasn't excited about it because there was just so much injury uncertainty. Yeah. But yeah, I. Well, one of the I other mean, reasons what price I bet it is because I. Uh, I think I got. I got close to six. It was like five and a half or something like that. Yeah, it was I make big, it. it was I make it just shy, just shy of five. I'm at like four point nine. <clears throat> let, me, let me take a look. Anyway, well, I'll look it up in a second. But the the um. One of the other factors was. I kind of felt like Trubisky has a higher floor right now than than uh, Pickett. You might have even said this to me, uh, so I don't want to be stealing your point. He, no, but I mean, he d- does. Doesn't he? He, <laughs> he does. does. Uh, I think Pickett's just playing so poorly and playing without confidence and, you know, legitimately, um, you know, he's not running a good offense, but he's – specifically making some poor decisions that I think uh, maybe Trubisky doesn't. So um, also the Ravens pass rush, I have questions about. Um, I never, you know what I never got answered. Did you see my post in the uh, discord about uh, how it was possible that Jadavian Clowney is on pace for 80 pressures this year when pro football reference has him at six. That doesn't make sense. No. Some some counting stat has him at nineteen, and Pro Football Reference had six for him. Have you watched enough Ravens to see that Jadavian Clowney has been doing anything for them? No, I have a couple of I have a couple of stat places I I should look to see what's going on with that. I don't know if I'll do it right here, but yeah, like that doesn't check out. And I haven't watched a ton of Ravens. You know, a lot of it has been secondhand viewing or you know watching the quick thirty minute recap. Yeah, one. right. Same. Same. Which they've I been in, those. they've been in a bunch of bad games. Yeah, it's not like those games are super exciting to watch. Let me let me pull it up on fantasy data quick. I mean, just what do you think of this total too? Uh, it's gone the right way. <laughs> no. uh, I you know because like I think the Steelers right now I think their defense is pass funnel. I think their cornerbacks stink, and for whatever reason, make a Fitzpatrick's impact has been muted so far this season. The pass rush is good at times, but not consistent enough to be a distinguishing factor. And uh, I think that you can pass on this team, uh, but I don't think the Ravens can uh, because they only have really Zay Flowers and Mark Andrews running around out there. Um, and, and there were a couple of plays where I, that, you know, where Lamar Jackson had all lot of time against the Browns. I was kind of surprised, and I think maybe Miles Garrett might be dealing with something, um, but uh, I don't think you're going to have that much time against T.J. Watt. Uh, what's that? Here's hoping. I don't need Here's him hoping. defensive player of the year. No, 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 no. Um, um, yeah, th- this one just – I mean, I have snaps and stuff. I don't have pressures. So I'll look somewhere else. But, I mean, he did. He has a couple of – I mean, you're correct. I've seen that too. He had some sacks that he just didn't wrap up. But he has a sack and a half. He has like five quarterback hits. Doesn't feel like he couldn't be at nineteen. Twenty pressure seems like a lot. I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. dig into that later on. Okay. All right. Thanks. Uh, I think there must have been a bust. Anyway, um, the overall uh, read on the Baltimore Ravens is they're not as good as their record. They're not as good as their rating. No, and I, I do think though this is a depending on the injuries go though. This is one where. 
the Ravens have been good with a lead, despite true. not having any running backs healthy. Ever. That's true. They still have been kind of good with a lead, and Lamar affords you that because he's a good scrambler. Um, and Kenny is really, really rough when he gets under any pressure. Like, not just like, hey, I'm throwing this away and I shouldn't, but like happy feet, bad throws. There's been some rough, rough play from him. So, like, this is a Ravens lead, bet the Ravens second half kind of thing and just mm-hmm. call it a day on any Steelers bets. But I, yeah, cool. I think this is a low scoring, close game, you know, within a score kind of game. I'm just. So, you, so you're, so you're kind of seeing this like a classic Ravens Steelers game? It's it's kind of like we, we might you know it, it says three and one but I think we should throw the records out. Okay, yeah. When, they, when these two I'm, teams I'm get together, yeah. When you when they do, it. yeah. When the, I I would I would throw the records out because three and one is misleading. <laughs> two and two is misleading. <laughs> we're joking, but both these records are super misleading. Like they should be yeah. two and two, yeah. zero and four. Yeah. There's also, by the way, there's <clears throat> there is no love lost uh, between the Steelers and the Ravens. If you did not, and know. If the, um, I'm I'm cheering I'm cheering for the Ravens to uh, get this done by like three, so you win. But I'd like them to you. win. If the Ravens do win this, I'm not saying the division has been won, but they will have played all three of their divisional foes and won on the road. On the road <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> by week five Crazy. to have three Crazy. road wins against your division. And a two-game lead at that point. I mean, essentially Crazy. a three-game lead. Like th- they should be like minus three hundred after this if they win this game. Yeah, and I mean, you know, the fact that they are what they are on the money line tells you that they it's probably a valuable bet just because they're probably going to win. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> honestly, I think I think if you like the Ravens to cover here, maybe take a little and you know take a quarter of that and put them on the division as well because that number isn't maybe getting shorter ever. Yeah. Right. Um, all right. Uh, the Bengals are part of the problem <laughs> in the NFC, AFC North. Excuse me. Um, I don't think you can throw their record out. One and three could be zero and four. Um, were it not for an amazing second half by their pass rush that really kind of took the game out of the hands of Matt Stafford and the Rams. Um, the Bengals' offense has been an utter disaster, and the reasons could not be more clear joe burrow is hurt and he is trying to play around a significant injury that that limits his ability to get power into his throws and that means his general depth of target is shorter he is game planable and the amazing set of weapons that they have when healthy cannot be utilized to their maximum potential these are all reasons why the total being bet up to 45 made me Feel like I was taking crazy pills this week. Thank you, thank you. I, I there was a forty-five what? minus thirteen at, at Chris today, and I I don't get it. I, I bet the under. I did take. I I fully agree with you. We've seen some overperforming from Dobbs and this team, and yes, the but the, this Bengals defense is not bad. This is still a, a decent enough defense, especially if you want to keep expounding on my. Hey, I believe you know. I believe that the Tennessee offense is actually kind of good, but like, I think they are. But like, the, yeah, the Cincinnati Bengals. This is not. This is not like a bad defense by any means. But the, it's it's another one where we just this keep hammering this one home. It's not completely one dimensional, but it kind of is because you're taking away, you know, that the dynamic deep stuff because Burrow just can't get everything into those throws and a lot of his rushing. 
like he's not he's not really a, a big threat to be taking off game, you know time after time in this spot with this injury is I'm not saying it'd be better with Browning but I don't know if it'd be much worse. Yeah. No, I agree. It'd probably be worse. We probably <laughs> I mean, could it be? You see where Bro is on the EPA chart? Yeah, it's 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 rough. I feel bad for him because he's a he's such a fun player. It's it sucks as a football watcher because like this is a very good you know yeah. Not only this guy a, was a top three choice for MVP coming into the season. I'm trying to look what he ran for last year. He took off 75 times for 250 yards and five touchdowns last year. He's getting he's getting thoroughly he's not outplayed on by that. but he's getting thoroughly outplayed by Justin Fields so far this season, Andy. And yeah, Mac Jones. His, his, yeah, his <laughs> his output. Yeah, his output last year was 257 uh, on the ground for five touchdowns, 28 first downs by with his legs. Wow. Um, he is on pace for 12 yards and no touchdowns this year. He mm. has three rushing yards. I know that. Yeah, obviously it's because he's hurt. Maybe he gets better, but it's. It's going to get in a weird spot here, too, because if the Bengals have this deficit, uh, God forsake, they lose this game. And I'll like oh, one gosh. and four. Like, you have such a, you don't have a viable path to the division. And no. it's still the AFC where there's so many good teams. Like, at that point, do you keep playing him? I would. I, I know I, I hate to like just call the season over, but the season might be over. Just like, why play him hurt at that point? Yeah, it's absolutely. If you lose this game, you bench him. Um, right now, the Ben Baldwin's EPA plus CPOE composite, bro, is the thirty fourth out of thirty four qualifying quarterbacks. Um, we're doing the tweet. You know the tweet where like men can literally just sit around and name old sports players. We're doing St. Louis <laughs> Cardinals. Like, That's old. good. Neil uh, yeah, and EPA and and completion percentage. Composite Burrow's being outplayed by Desmond Ritter, Kenny Pickett, Zach Wilson, Mac Jones, Daniel Jones. <laughs> like this is not good company, uh, considering what we've seen from some of these players so far this season. Um, yeah, get get Burrow right. What are we doing? They should have done so, this two and, weeks and ago. They would have lost those Pat, games. Patrick, anyway. as he is wont to do, always stomps on the point I was about to make because he's just a little uh, faster than me. Oh, he doesn't have to. <laughs> he, he can just type whatever. I'm I'm sitting here. You know, uh, having to put these thoughts together and go pull up the schedule, but so they do get the Cardinals, which are you know overperforming and still one of the worst teams in the league. Correct. And next week, not a great spot at home against the Seahawks, who are kind of getting right on offense a little bit. But after that, they have the Niners, the Bills, the Texans at home, which fuck, maybe the Texans are good. Uh, Ravens on the road. You mm-hmm. have. Uh, and then you have the Steelers twice yet. You have the you close with the Chiefs and the Browns. You have the yeah. Vikings offense. Like this schedule is like if you, I mean, if you lose one of these next two games, you shut him down for a month. Just get him right. Absolutely. You know what? Uh, you know what this sounds like to me, Andy. Uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. better start getting fitted for stripes. See how he looks in stripes. Let T. You know, don't pay T. Higgins. Let him walk. And uh, get that uh, free agency, get that that second round oh. comp pick. That might be a second round comp pick if you let if you let Higgins walk, right? And then go go draft Marvin Harrison Jr. Put him out next to Chase. How be. wild would that be? That's a pretty good offense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's 
quite good. Um, hey, Enos Williams. Uh, Gary, how about Gary Hodgeboom? He was a quarterback. <laughs> hey, uh, real quick. Uh, in in uh, it's been a weird season so far. I'm somehow winning. I don't know how because a bunch of my opinions have been really bad. Um, but uh, I bet uh, the Bengals to be the most points scored <laughs> this year at <laughs> plus nine fifty. They hey, currently between you and me. Yeah, we've never gotten the Bengals right. No, no. Do you remember I, I, being, I made they're being outscored by every team except the Giants. <laughs> I did I did like a 10 minute segment on Broadbag Bats RIP on how to create a synthetic market uh, yeah. with these props, like how to bet, you know, a, a staggered ladder to kind of help people with the sizing on it was like Bengals under five and a half, four and a half, three and a half, <laughs> two and a half. And that was the year they went to the Super Bowl. <laughs> Never. Oh God! Out of half is pointing it out right now. Yeah, I had under two and a half. They actually, won more. They won more playoff games than that. We've never gotten this team right. We still can't figure uh, out if Taylor's no. good. And and right now we we truthfully don't have a good read on what the makeup of these fifty three guys are because the most important piece, which should be a huge boon to your success, is holding you back. Weird, so weird, pass weird. besides uh, a little on the under, under 45 today, but under pass this game as far as uh, watching did it. you see, by the way, you know, I don't watch came off of, Did you see it by the way, Chris, this came off of three. Yeah. It's two and it's, a half now. It's, it's the look crazy. ahead here was eight and a half, man. Yeah. That is as big an adjustment as I can ever remember. How now here's the, what I don't understand. How do you adjust away from the Bengals that aggressively, but then take the total up? That makes no sense. We're betting on the Dobbs. We're betting on Dobbs. Dobbs to stop it. You know what I did too? I I did a, uh, I always do a, you know, a quick delta and like, who's my biggest adjustment this week after I punch everything in? Yeah. I finally did one where I just, I said, what's my biggest adjustments from, you know, week zero? What's my biggest adjustments from, you know, the preseason numbers? God, it feels, it feels shitty to like, I should almost have to throw this out, but. Yeah, I had Cincinnati like four and a half points better than a than a neutral team right now, and as of right now, they're pretty much right at the the origin. It is a zero point zero kind of team. This is your this is an average NFL team, and a lot of that is still because the defense is going to buoy them a little bit. And I, I don't know how hard I can go with this. Mm. It's crazy, you know. The team I moved up the most. Cardinals, the team they're playing. <laughs> no, it's uh well Houston uh second. Houston, yeah, Houston. I had San Francisco lower than um just because there was uncertainty on yeah. at the most important position. I'm like, I can't assume he's healthy and he'll just be fine. So yeah, the I had the Bengals slightly better than the 49ers at the beginning of the season. Not by very much. Those two ships have passed each other very quickly and gone <laughs> very dramatic differences in those. My my biggest adjustments down are Cincinnati one, Pittsburgh two, Giants three. My biggest adjustments up are Rams one, Cardinals two, uh, and uh, Houston three. Yeah, I have a hard time counting the Jets, but you know, like Cincinnati, yeah, New no, York no, teams, yeah. Pittsburgh. Denver. I was low. I was low on the trust story. You weren't sold on it. I haven't moved enough. No, my, my my five biggest mover uppers: San Francisco, Houston, Buffalo, Miami, Baltimore. And 
And obviously that Baltimore move, there's like five teams that are pretty close to that. And the Rams are right there in that as well. And then the mover downers were Chicago, Denver, Jets, Giants, Cincy. Okay. Let's move on to one of the other mover uppers, which is the Rams. And yet I can't get to this price. I think the Eagles are a bet this week and there is kind of a really only there's two straightforward reasons why the Eagles defense against the Rams offensive line, the D line trench, the trench trench warfare, Andy, in this game, I think will dictate Mm -hmm. Um, the trench warfare dictated in Eagles versus bucks. I think this looks very similar in terms of, you know, roster strength, composition, et cetera. Um, and then I look also at Rams versus Bengals, and I see similar kind of problems that the Rams had with the Bengals pass rush in the second half. And I think, well, if they couldn't handle that, then they're not going to handle this. And then to sprinkle a little extra juice on this, uh, Matt Stafford has been banged up. Uh, he dealt with the, dealing with the hip injury that he sustained in the Colts game. I know he's practicing through it. He's going to play, but uh, if he has a full normal week of practice and is, I guess, yeah, he's like self, full. I don't think. Yeah, but yeah, but I, I still I don't think he's going to be his sharp self. That's my. Have you ever point. had a bone contusion? No, it's not good. That's what they call it when it's it's not a bone bruise. It's so deep they call it a contusion. Like your hip is important for throwing. And honestly, I don't know if he took something or gritted, but he looked fine. You know, you could tell it was bugging. Well, there were some he, times where he was struggling physically. Down. Well, that, that's what I'm saying. You could tell it was bothering him. But you're right. He was struggling. Then he got to overtime, and he it's like. Did did the did he take some Motrin or what's going on? He was, I don't know if he just was able to kick it up a notch and put that aside, but he's definitely not a hundred percent. And this is a yeah, this is a bad matchup for their offensive line again. I don't know what 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 new excuse me what San Francisco did in the first half versus the Rams was pretty inexcusable. And I think they were game planning for the Rams that everybody thought we'd see this year and not the Rams that we actually saw versus Seattle, who have yes. a pretty good offense because they played it soft. They played back. There wasn't a lot of press. They didn't yep. do Niners things. They played a really shitty first half, and they still won and probably should have covered that game. Right. So you know what the funniest thing I did this week? I – uh I keep all my injuries. I have a Google Doc that it just lists every team alphabetically with bullet points. Mm-hmm. And then every week I just open it, make a copy, name it week five injuries. And I keep all my notes in there. Yeah. And I'm going through it. And I had my Stafford notes under Detroit. Like that's, <laughs> I just can't like get my brain right with this guy. Like I still well, have him in Detroit for some reason. I, I don't fuck, see how yeah. he's, I don't see how successful against this pass rush if he's even, even 80%. Like, this is a, a bad matchup. I don't think Cup plays. Yeah. And I get it. The Eagles have a reckoning coming. Like, they're not as good of, as – they have not played as well as a 4-0 team this season, but they are mm-hmm. playing good situational football, which tells me one thing, Andy. Uh, there will be nine minutes left in the fourth quarter. The Eagles will have a touchdown plus lead, and they will take nine minutes off the clock and win the game without having another – Rams snap. That's kind of my general vibe here, um, which means I, I not only like the Eagles, I like the under here. Um, and Rams team total under might be the ultimately the the right way to go, even more than just laying it with the Eagles at this point. But that's my opinion. Um, don't not shared by everyone. There's definitely been some support for the Rams. Yeah, I you know initially I looked at this, I liked it over. Um, 
more I dug into it, I'm not so sure I like wow, it's up to either 51 teams. At Chris. Yeah. Uh, Jeez. I, I think that's probably gone too far. This look ahead was like 41. Yeah, it's 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 probably a bridge too far. I'm not excited about getting in on this under, but mm, man, that's probably a little too high. If the Rams don't contribute, <laughs> Swift is like I don't know. It's it's the scheme. It's not Swift, but Swift is fitting this scheme perfectly. It's like yeah. when Dalvin Cook had his big year for Minnesota. It's like man, well. The offensive line is healthy and they run this perfect outside zone and he just mm -hmm. looks great. Like Madison comes in and does that and spells as well when they're healthy. Um, Swift is great though in this offense. And sure. like you said, if they get a lead, this clock is going to fly off the board. Like this is for sure. Rams with the lead, or excuse me, Eagles with the lead was probably a second half under. Um, and probably Eagles if they're a dog at that point. Um, I'm yeah. very close on this under at, at this point okay. because, man, it's – I don't blame people for taking like 46 and a half, 47, but this total should probably be like 48 and a half, 49. Oh, it's, yes. If it gets – at agreed. 51, it's a buyback. It's and Yeah, if, if you agreed. got one of those early numbers, I don't hate a middle. A middle that has like 47, 48, 49 in it, like, that's a fun one. Cool. Um, just no, – No bet right I, now yet. In the interest of just curiosity, <clears throat> can you look at the Eagles schedule for me and tell me when the reckoning is coming for this team if it's not this week? Week nine. Wow. You think it's going to be that long before they really, that there really is a, a, a have to deal with the, um, I mean, Jets the on the road. Chats on the road isn't, ah, I forgot about the Dolphins game. Never mind. That's in, that's in Philly. Yeah. It's prime time. Two under the lights. All right, five, six, seven, eight, nine. <sighs> I'm looking forward to that Cowboys game. They have such a nasty stretch here, though. Like, if you want, Shit, yeah, man. If you want a Cowboys future, if you want a Detroit Lions future, your time is coming soon because the Eagles, with, <laughs> Eagles within well within five weeks, the Eagles will be six weeks seven in seven weeks and we talked about this a lot in the you know the preview pod the dolphins the cowboys the chiefs the bills the 49ers and the cowboys again and honestly like playing the seahawks in seattle in a late game in december the that's commies not a, who you struggled with at, yeah the commies have been kind of their, their bugaboo lately for yeah. the last couple of years too so like what like you should beat the rams you should beat the Jets. They're both road games. But and then, then all yeah, hell breaks loose. All hell breaks loose. And thank God, I, like your last three games are Giants, Cards, Giants. That's that's how you get into the wild card, man. What if what if the but if the Cardinals start winning some games, Kyler's gonna play. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I, I expect the Eagles to look well until some of that i think we're fine the next two weeks but man that stretch is rough and i really don't think that cowboys game is is a great matchup depending on how healthy everybody is yep all right jets denver it's it's uh, kind of lines up for when the cowboys offensive line should be like fully healthy too yeah right right jets denver is an interesting one i think you can sell high on the on the uh maybe zach wilson doesn't suck buzz 
And I think Justin Simmons is going to play. I fucking hope he plays. If he doesn't, then I'm basically grading this a loss. Um, The Broncos defense with Simmons without him is obviously two very, very different animals. And Broncos in general uh, seem to have solved most of the problems with the offense to the tune of they should score into the 20s here. I know the Jets defense is amazing, um, but Broncos match up fairly well. So uh, best of luck to the Jets at altitude. I think that... uh, the Broncos D is going to be much, much, much improved here. So I laid the laid the uh, laid the one and a half points. Thoughts? Didn't love this game. Once I started digging in, I hate it. Weak, weakness on weakness. When you have weakness on weakness, sometimes it comes down mm. to uh, a wrinkle in the coaching. And I'll go back again to the Seattle game from last week versus the Giants. True weakness on weakness. You had a beat-up offensive line. You're missing your star running back. You don't have good wide receivers. You don't have the ability or you know appetite to use Darren Waller. Your quarterback is struggling outside of some of his scrambles against a defense that hasn't gotten a pass rush, really, for the whole year. They had five sacks coming into that game, and now they have three missing cornerbacks. And Jamal Adams trying to work his way back from injury. So true weakness on weakness, and obviously – you know, kudos Clint Hurt. He put together a really nice game plan to uh, just, I mean, put Daniel Jones in a fucking box. Made him look, you know, made him and the whole offense look bad the whole game. And at that point, the Geno Smith and the offense didn't have to do that much in a tough travel spot. And that's what I'm saying. It's so hard to predict that. Like, we we didn't. It's easy for me to explain exactly what happened after I watched the game twice. Like, but yeah. previous to the game, we didn't mention it. We we had no idea that they had that sort of, you know, game plan. They move Witherspoon up to the, you know, the nickel spot, and he's up in the box the whole game. It's like a hundred tackles in the game of his life. Like, it's hard. So when you get a weakness on weakness here, whereas like the Broncos' defense is bad, it's been bad. The Jets' offense is not good. Like what we saw last week was just a few plays here and there, and they were put into some good game states, some good field position spots. Those turnovers were not great by Pat. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I don't know. Who, who do you trust to put together a, a better game plan? You know, your, your defensive team up in Denver or Nate Hackett? So defensive team in Denver. Yeah. Yeah, I was, exactly. <laughs> I was I was taking the really long way to saying if you made me bet this, I would be I'd go along for the ride with you, Denver at altitude with a you know probably a better coaching staff depending on how yeah. you. I still think Sean Payton's obviously a Hall of Famer, guys. Yeah, um, Justin Simmons, Frank Clark, Josie Jewell, Baron Browning, and Mike Purcell all returned to practice this week. Yeah, massive. That's, I was going to say that that's your, that's your defense outside of Cushionberry working out kind of off on his own. Um, the the news is decent. Javante Williams did not practice today. I'm not so sure I'm hopeful for him, but all, no. like you said, all the, all the defense Dude, his replacement. Pretty that good. guy's got juice. Jaleel McCaughlin might be better. So I'm not so worried. I'm more worried about Cushionberry than the, the running back. So no, for sure. I agree with you. Kansas city, Minnesota. Didn't play this one, but boy, oh boy. Um, you know what Almost. I did? I did. You know what? You know what I want to bet? Uh, Pat Mahomes MVP. You're getting a discount because of what Josh has done, and now right. Josh is in a tough spot. 
And, oh, I bet on him, but that's not an easy spot. And Mahomes, look at look at some of Mahomes' defenses he's got left, including this week. Yeah, some bad ones. This is a, a bad defense. This is an indoor <laughs> game. Yeah. Don't let what other teams have done against Minnesota fool you. This is a. They're gonna. Get this cooked. is a known. So this is a known quantity, in, you know Brian Flores and what he does, and that's bad when you're facing Andy Reid. And I know that they've they've dialed back the blitz a little bit more with Davenport returning, but this is still a you know a banged up offensive line. Have good weapons outside, but honestly, I still think the Chiefs. I, th- I think the coverage unit is pretty decent. The pass rush can get there for certain. Kirk's on his backs a few times. This is a long game for Minnesota. I don't quite understand the buy on Minnesota here at the six. I make oh, this yeah. six. Uh, I make the six point one. Yeah. Um, it is a second straight road game for Kansas City, which understandably is not great this is not that far mediocre travel yeah yeah. we're we're not we're not traveling to london this is minneapolis it's a i've driven this it's not that bad this is it's an hour and a half flight guys it's a nice airport down there too in kansas city um it's it's not that nasty of a travel spot here so yeah chiefs team total over chiefs minus four chiefs first half um, yeah. I I wonder if this isn't um, you know, Patty's. What was the second game that we saw from Josh Allen, the Raiders game? If it was Patty's Raiders game, where yeah. hey, I wasn't great last week. I, I need to focus, I need to I need to hone in and beat the tar out of a terrible secondary. Yeah, this is it. I think he can have five touchdowns this week, no question. And I, it, yeah, it's it, funny that their divisional games are further. Yeah, San Diego's true. a lot further. Yeah, San Diego, they don't God even go to LA. San Diego anymore. Um, yeah, but here, here's thing. here's the other key about the Pat Mahomes MVP thought. If you can get six to one, I think it's a bet because number one, you're selling high on Josh Allen, who's going to continue to turn the ball over over the balance of the season and have an interception number that's high enough that people want to disqualify him. That's just the reality, right? I know Mahomes has not had a clean. Has he had a clean game yet, or has he had? He's had a turnover, I think, in every. I don't recall. He's he's had a, a number of interceptions this year, but uh, he's still good enough that he's going to clean that up. And I look at um, two games left against the Broncos, who we just talked about. Two games left against the uh, uh, Chargers, who suck at defense, particularly past defense. <laughs> Two games yeah. left against the Raiders, who suck at defense, particularly past defense. Um, and then we're going to sprinkle in some high-profile games against the Dolphins in Europe. Uh, you get the Broncos next week on in primetime again, by the way. Um, you get uh, Eagles in primetime. You get Packers in primetime. You get Patriots in primetime at the end of the season. And then you finish with a nice, you know, nice, nice soft landing of Raiders, Bengals, Chargers. Um, so I think this yeah, like is the, the Bengals are the best defense. Uh, obviously, yeah. the Patriots are, but out of that last three, the Bengals are the toughest defense there. They're just and they don't might have very be, and they might be packing yeah. it in at that point. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, so I'm not saying Mahomes will for sure win. I'm just saying that 
this is the nadir. This might be of the buy price. Oh, I love it when you say nadir. I think this is as low as it gets. If it gets beat by the Vikings, then I might add more. But I'm definitely betting it before this game because this is where the campaign starts. Um, I don't really have much else to add on this contest. I guess I worry a little bit that he finds chemistry with the wide receiving group. I think he ultimately will. He's too good. Um, I do think that the one seed is kind of there for the taking for them. Minnesota's front seven and the way they get pressure, you're going to see it. It's last week, even early in the game where you saw the jets get some pressure from the outside. It's like Mahomes is able to freeze time and just plot out a path. See, he takes, he does. It's like, he's moving through a maze and he knows the answer already. When he, his path out of the pocket into some of these runs, great, great concept. It's so just like it's it's like he knows ahead of time where to go. And Minnesota like is gonna lose contain a bunch. Just You're don't so, have the he's like rush. he's like Pat Man avoiding the squiggies. Yeah, oh shit, he got the cherry. Inky, inky blinky and not one of something. them's not named. <laughs> yeah. yeah, one of them's not Brad. Rhyme. It's like Inky, <laughs> Blinky, Winky, and like Bob or something. We'll have to, we'll have anyway. to check on that one. But no, I, I just don't think the the pass rush is going to do much against here and uh, against Patrick Mahomes. He should be able to torch this defense, uh, you know, with his legs as well. I'm pretty close to betting the Chiefs here. Yeah, it's Blinky, Pinky, also, Inky, and Clyde. Clyde. Also, if you stick your finger in your ear and just wiggle it back and forth, it sounds just like that. Everyone should try that right now. If you have headphones and take it out, just stick your finger in your ear and wiggle it like this. It sounds just like the goddamn Pac-Man thing. It's the craziest thing. Uh, Pacheco, okay. yeah. Pacheco, Pacheco out of the backfield catching balls. Like uh, This yeah. defense. There's some teams that I don't understand why they haven't taken advantage of this, this Minnesota defense yet. I don't either. I think we're going to see it. Um, all right. All right. One more. One so more game. Betting the Chiefs by proxy by betting the Holmes. <clears throat> MVP. Dallas MVP. at San Francisco. Oh, game of game. the week. Probably the game this of is the our, quarter of the season, Andy. This is – I'm so excited. I'm glad this is prime time. Unlike what we had last week with uh, Buffalo-Miami stuck in a noon game. This is our – Profit Exchange Sunday night game. We have a market that will be up at Profit Exchange. It will be Debo versus CD in the goofy first names. And it'll be passing. I don't want to put passing in there too. Just rushing plus receiving head-to-head. Debo versus CD. So break that down. Give me what your price is. If you're in the Deep Dive Discord, I'd be curious to hear what you guys make that. As far as who's favored, that market will be up later this week. Uh, Mickey Hill says, my wife just walked by and asked why I'm doing that to my ear. Story <laughs> of my life. Um, this Has this seen much action in the total? I haven't followed this one. Yes. I feel like it got yes. bet up a little. Yeah, a little. I, I look at it was 44, 45. This yeah. hasn't it's seen a, a ton it's of kind action of bounced anyways. around. No. So this, is a, this is a well-made line, in yeah. my opinion. I don't have a strong take either way. This will be a prop game for me. I make this uh, San Francisco minus 3.5. Excuse me, 3.6. It is a 3.5. This total is a wide distribution. Yeah. This game could end up, I think, if you like the over, there's a 
definite case for you to play some alts. Yes, exactly. Play That's some over 49, over 53, whatever you guys have. Some small bets on the over. If if this game starts to go, it's going to go hard. If the 49ers, or excuse me, if the Cowboys can sort out against this char- our Niners defense, they might eat. CD can have a big game. I'm not super sure what we're going to do with the, the side, though. I think it's just bang on. I mean, did you Smack. did you look at any of these markets yet? Total over. I like the all overlook though. Um, <clears throat> I think that I'm, I'm closer to three on, on these teams, so maybe I'm a little higher than the Cowboys than you, um, which is kind of surprising. But I didn't take the Cowboys three and a half because I do not like how grossly the – Cowboys defense got exposed when they went against the speedy Cardinals and you know, who is the JV to the varsity in terms of speedy skill sets, the Niners to the Cardinals. (laughs) So if that works out well for, um, you know, for Arizona, then I can only imagine what San Francisco is going to do here. Um, I do think San Francisco's defense is possibly a hair overrated, or maybe they just haven't hit their stride yet. Um, but the way the Cowboys are running their offense right now, I'm assuming it's, uh, you know, relatively short stuff. It's high probability of completion stuff. It's, it's not really pushing the ball down the field. It's a lot of balanced run pass, um, a lot of short pass and that's working, but, and it should work against this Niners team. So I think you're going to see some efficient offense from the Cowboys. And I think you're going to see some explosive offense for the Niners, which makes me want to be on some old overs and ultimately <clears throat> they, um, this should be a damn good game. The funny weird thing is like we don't really have any evidence of how either of these teams plays in a neutral game state because <laughs> neither yeah. of them have been in a neutral game uh, other than the Rams Niners, which was even still a little bit weird. Um, so we really don't know what the Cowboys script is. And, you know, I guess I'm kind of excited to see what the Cowboys have up their sleeves for this game. Two years in a row, two years in a row. The San Francisco 49ers have ended their season. Dan Quinn, Kyle Shanahan obviously have a lot in their historical backgrounds. I don't know if you know this, Andy, but they both played in the Super Bowl that they almost won. Or they didn't play. They both coached in the Super Bowl that they almost won. They they played at coaching. They played at coaching. Uh, They almost got it. Um, And there's obviously familiarity there. But, again, like I don't think Quinn has the personnel to really match up with the Niners offense. Um, Brock Purdy, kind of a wild card. I don't think he's in the MVP race, although if a Niner gets it, I think it would be him, not CMC, so you can stop with that nonsense. Um, and uh, kind of intrigued to see if he can continue to not turn the ball over. Uh, turnovers for Purdy would obviously hurt my over, so I hope they don't happen in this game, but they're coming, obviously, yeah, at some point. Unless they're pick sixes. Um, unless they're pick sixes. Uh, no Trayvon Diggs, though, so I don't know if you're getting uh, – although Deron Bland has gotten Two touchdowns already this season. Um, anyway, Micah Parsons is a little banged up. Nick Bosa is not at full strength yet for whatever it's worth. Um, yeah. I think this is an over game. Micah Parsons, was he DNP or just limited today? He was limited today. Hooker was limited. Um, the backup running back did not practice. Rico Dowdle might have hurt his hip pretty bad. Martin and Smith up front did not practice. That's... I guess that was assumed early in the week. We'll see if they get some of those guys back up front. Niners are fairly healthy outside of just like a couple of the, you know, wide receivers are banged up. I think they're going to go. 
Uh, really, their only injury was that uh, lineman. I'm not even sure he was a starting lineman. He might have been like in on a bigger package or like some sort of special teams. Like, I don't think he's their starting guard, this Feliciano. Um, somebody correct me if I'm wrong. But they, they do have one no. guy out with a concussion. I don't know that he was starting. I, I don't know if he was rotating in or what happened. I'll go uh, look at his snap, see what the fuck is up there. See. He John Feliciano. I about a backup guard. That, well, Bur- yeah, but Burford. Burford, I think he might have been getting snaps in place of Burford, who's been b- bad from an eff- efficiency standpoint. Uh, he, well, now that, Burford's that may be back like in a, because that, yeah, that may be an ongoing concussions battle. back in. Yeah, that, that, that may be an ongoing battle. And uh, somebody made a joke about this in the Discord. I got two quick things I want to hit on. The uh, NFL looking into disciplinary action against Jamal Adams for chirping at that uh, independent neurologist. Somebody made the joke right away in the discord. Like, can you punish him if he's concussed? Like he's concussed. Like he's not, crime's not right. And then, I mean, other people said it. The more I thought about him, like that's super fair. And it's probably a bad look. Hey, you scrambled your brains making us billions of dollars. Now we're going to yell at you and fine you for being mean while your brain was scrambled. Like that's more of a, you know, this is more of a NFL opportunity mm-hmm. to say, we need to get more people involved in this, um, making sure, you know, we're getting the the right treatment of these guys right away and the right kind of support. And, you know, I, I do feel for him too, because that guy waited like over a calendar year to play a football game after that injury. And he got in for like what a drive and a half. It was the first yeah. drive. Took a knee to the head. He's probably going to miss two games now. So I, I feel for him. But yeah, that would be a bad look. I think if they if they punish him for that. And then yeah. the Purdy MVP thing. Ah, the voters, the way these voters vote, they want nothing to do with him. He's not. <laughs> I just don't. I don't see it. He's not a blue he's blood gonna have top to, he's end gonna have quarterback. To win three Super Bowls and he's gonna have to win three Super Bowls in four years, and then have a record breaking touchdown season like Tom Brady before they acknowledge him. I, it sucks because I think he has to like play really well all year, go to at least you know the NFC title game, not be the cause of their loss, and then next year it's like all right, fuck it, fine. This guy is you know he's a good he's a starting quarterback because he's still just viewed as such a cog in the Niners machine I brought up Ayuk today on the timeline like Ayuk is he's legit that guy's top 10 maybe top five amazing he's so good and he just gets no love next to these other receivers they get all the love uh even Debo Debo is Debo so good he would be the best offensive player on like half the league and I mean none (laughs) of those guys get, get the love I mean when you're naming tight ends that were better than Laporta we forgot about Kittle, yeah. We forgot about Kittle. I mean, and, and yes, CMC, it does feel like I've kind of decided and it's early and anything can happen and CMC gets hurt a lot. I've decided CMC getting offensive player of the year is kind of the path. You know, if, if the Dolphins take any steps back, if Tyreek misses this or that, and the night, or excuse me, the Vikings just aren't good. It's going to be hard for Jefferson to do it without breaking some records. So CMC on pace for like 2,100 yards and 30 touchdowns, man, without receiving. Yeah. Like, it's so sick what he's doing right now. So if I, yeah. if I had to call it right now, it's it's, it's Josh to a 
or Pat MVP. It is Micah or, you know, uh, who am I thinking? Micah or Garrett for defensive. It's probably CMC for offensive player of the year. I'll say it could be if Stroud takes a step back, there's a bunch of guys willing to step up on offense every yeah, week. Puka's we have in the combo. is a convo. Bijan's in the combo. Bijan for sure in the convo. Defensive player of the year comes down to a lot, but it's, you know, rookie, defense, rookie of the year, Carter, defense, or Witherspoon. Yeah, defensive rookie yeah. of the year, Carter, or Witherspoon. And then uh, coach of the year could be anyone. Stan fucking Campbell, man. You think it's it's a good team. And their schedule. You gonna bet so that? Sh- their schedule's so shitty. I'm thinking about it. I so I have a Shan- Shanahan's third favorite now. That's a way to get an exposure to uh, Lions stealing a top two seed. I don't know any other way to get exposure to that. Get, and I think that's kind of where they're headed. If they get a two seed, that trumps anything McDaniel did. They haven't won the division since Bush Senior. <laughs> and yeah, I Is did. That I right? did. It was Are like ninety three. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Clinton was elected in oh, like '94. If if they win, yeah, I mean we're talking like it was like uh, Operation Desert Storm years, man. <laughs> like we're over in Kuwait. I didn't this realize it like was. I, I remember ago. that we had so all of the lines. Clinton was '92. Okay, never mind. It was, it was all the lines. All the lines playoffs were uh, wild cards then, huh? Yeah, they haven't won. They, they've never won this division. They won the NFC Central, which is not a thing. Dan Campbell still plus three fifty. All right. Well. All right. Okay. I know it's it's so a hard it. buy because it's it's such a low number, but I yeah, uh, better than not having anything at all there. Yeah, I have an uh, Everfuss ticket, guys. <laughs> <laughs> that was the only way I could see like if the Bears are good. And they win 10 games. Like, man, they only won three games last year. Let's give it to him. Yeah. Fuck, he might get fired this week. One little yeah. quick closed loop on, on on something you said, John Feliciano. Most of his snaps have been special teams. He only has four yeah. offensive snaps so far this year. And then, yeah, Patrick, it's tough to bet into a 350. I think it's more of a case of if you had McDaniel preseason, if you had some other of these numbers. Dude, there's other 350s out there that don't feel as good as this. It's still sketchy. It's sketchy in my brains. I'm scared to bet those. Although we did, we did it with, uh, we did it preseason with uh, uh, Chase Chase Young. <laughs> Never. Yeah, back. that's true. Secret pod play. We got to nail one before we go. Um, I would zero in on Pat's under. I guess. What was the Niners over? Oh. <clears throat> Uh, that's 24 and a half right now, but it's, it's a good price. It's like plus money. Patriots Bush. under 20 and a half is minus 120. Patriots are oh, three touchdowns. Against let's go pa- Patriots under yeah. Patriots under 20 and a half. That yeah. is it. Survivor. I don't know, man. I'm out. What's the survivor play? It depends who you have left, but. And there's some. It's not a bad week to use the fucking lions. Lions is good, yeah. Lions or dolphins, I think, are probably the two highest EV. Let me see. I know that's where that was. I, my, you might as well use the dolphins now while you got healthy to a. That was my case for you know. I said like, hey, Shanny's ten to one, but 
it's not like the Lions or Dolphins have a high probability of losing this week, so he's not going to gain any ground. No, no. You've probably already used Washington against Chicago, but supposedly that's the highest plus EV because there's only 6% of picks on Chicago. Um, nobody is picking Buffalo. Nobody is picking Philly or KC. Most of the people are out there picking Detroit and Miami, and I think Miami's probably the better of those two, so... There'll be some times have, you can pick. You can take Detroit. You got You might have to save Detroit for uh, Thanksgiving. Yeah, it depends. It depends if you're one of those where you have to pick a Thanksgiving game. That changes things quite a bit. So always uh, consult your rules. Hit the like. Hit the thumbs up on the way out. That would be really good. I'd like to have like a hundred likes. That would be nice. Uh, there's a lot of people. There's there's over a hundred people watching this right now. Thanksgiving is a rematch against likes. Jordan Love and the Packers. <clears throat> Speaking of the Packers, I have nothing on Monday Night Football. This week, so we really need – so the fact – when you get Monday Night Football, all the injury reports are like a day late because they don't have to give them out as early. So it's tough to say. That's a big reason we don't like to talk about Monday Night Football on this one. We usually wait for Sunday night, but I, especially with this week, with the Green Bay injury statuses. We need to know. So we'll talk about that Sunday. We'll catch you tomorrow night for halftime of the shit bowl. Um, enjoy it. Enjoy good finish coming baseball. up in Milwaukee. Yeah. And yeah, uh, uh, yeah, we will sit and wait for the NL to decide some of their series, I guess. Got Diamondbacks with a three run lead, but the Brewers have two men on, which means one swing ties this thing up. And of course, Philly just get a sweep, aren't they? Yeah. See you guys. Marlins don't blow me. All right. Good show. Dan thought about our, our Falcons or my, my Falcons uh, <laughs> bullishness this